these trying times we are trying our best to not to stop trying and how are you keeping up with the whole scenario you know even though it's getting better and better as the days are going by somewhere you have that residue right so what's happening walk me through that process mm. so it is getting better it is getting better right um uh so if you ask me the same question a year ago i would say like i'm so much anxious you know anxious yeah because we couldn't see the end right it was so uncertain and a lot of bad things were happening and yes. we were all of us were uncertain but then once the first wave sort of died down and i think when we started to see the better quote unquote the better then i was like okay this is going to be good now then now i can go out i can you know do stuff mm. but in reality it was <laughs> calm before the storm yeah yeah it was the karma for the storm and then the second wave was bad yes uh, and uh, uh that sort of how do you put this again put me back in that familiar mental state of that one year ago when you know the hmm. first wave happened and we were all at home but i think by that by then we had gotten used to staying at home and chilling yes and now it's gotten better again hmm and again there's there is going to be a third wave that's what people say but you know i feel the rate uh, the rate of vaccination has gone up right mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i mean how do you put this uh it is again like it is better in a long run if you look at it say 5 years from now but now i think i've just gotten so used to it like use the whole system of yeah i'm just like dude whatever third wave fourth wave it's okay <laughs> i'll just stay at home and do whatever <laughs> okay so it is right now but yeah it's it is getting better and uh mm. i guess we've all sort of learned to uh deal with ourselves and our mental states because at one year that that past year 2020 uh has taught us a lot of things and uh, what did you learn what did i learn yes uh patience patience okay uh what did i learn i learned, if you're looking at uh academically i can say i picked up like a few courses so that was like a ha huh, i guess that is something that we all kind of uh try to so many of my friends took up uh, you know courses and mm-hmm. got certifications and all yeah. that and You just need to keep yourself occupied in true, true one way or the other. Yeah. It was very hard. Like uh I it was it was very hard. Like I I started to blame a lot of things that were coming out on the pandemic. Like if I was feeling really down then be like what's oh, because of this pandemic that I'm feeling really down. Mm. Uh but I guess it was true in a way but mm. uh, also I sort of learned to um push through that and another important thing is uh, you know it's very it's very rudimentary i guess everyone knows this but try to spend as much time with your family as possible right that sure, sort of because um you know that is not happening much continue <laughs> <laughs> see it's true it, i know it's a cliche but it's true mm. uh, because um, at the end of the day uh, what you realized was uh, all you have is your family right now uh, at home right so uh, might as well just you know hang out with them talk to your mom talk to your dad you know play cards mm. once in a while it boosts your uh, mental health and makes you happy i guess what i have experienced uh, from people around me is you kind of start introspecting so many things about the present and the past or whatever that's been going on in your life or anyone's life you know because you are so on your own right it's like you have so much of free time that you kind of start introspecting and it might put you in a very dark place to be honest mm-hmm. because i've seen people who have who have start doubting on their abilities of where they can go or what are they doing okay so they might lose track and just go down the cliff you know so it's 
this this whole uh, you know isolation has it's like this double edged sword mm-hmm. it's either this or that you know and they they have started questioning like are they happy or not or what is this you know so were you happy uh was i happy when the pandemic happened were you happy when the pandemic was happening for like two years straight i guess in a way like again happiness is <clears throat> it's different uh for me i guess okay yeah obviously the way you perceive happiness is different but no not perceive happiness I'm happy about like different things i guess happy in general yes i was because i had a lot of time for myself i could mm. do a lot of things that i could do mm. like so many fun stuff that uh, i had a lot of time to do that plus also finish stuff academically mm. and also thanks to the internet and all that i could do stuff with people that i really loved over the internet right and uh, like be it watching movies listening to music together or even yes. playing video games or even reading yes so i guess in a way uh, we were forced to sort of seek this happiness but uh, when i look back at it right now i mm. think in general i was happy in a way Hmm. Uh, because uh, because of all the stuff that I was doing. How, in what way do you gauge happiness? You know. How do I gauge happiness? Hmm. Um. Even in the most trying times, or even in the most happiest times, what is that one constant thing that you would carry out all the time, and you know, just balance it out? See. Um. Because you need to make yourself better, no matter how bad it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See back then um happiness was gauged by how I felt like if I was I used to exercise so that made me really happy like mentally because it again it it made you your, feel good yeah, you know. Yeah, so there is that, right? Yeah. Uh, um not a lot of things were making me unhappy or depressed. Hmm. Um but you know it's it is what it is right if you if i if you ask about happiness like right now in terms like post pandemic because the whole pandemic was like a small bubble you know it was going to end but uh, not sure when but right now we're out in the real world yes it's weird um, uh, it's right now happiness is gauged by like like it's sad to say by money i guess for me at least uh in, to some extent Um, I mean that's not wrong, man. Come on. Yeah, but uh, hopefully, maybe uh, I can learn to live. Where uh, because uh, everyone's unhappy with money. Okay, money is a very strange thing. No, I don't uh, agree with that because see, money might not make you happy, but it doesn't make you sad. Yeah. Uh, hmm. That is true. Okay. Um, but. you know there is a how do you put this it's okay take your time what what, what is it what is going on i'm, I'm very nervous nikhil it's uh, this is my first time doing the podcast see uh, come on man you my friend you know take your own time okay no uh, worries what are we talking about money so money uh money does make you happy i guess like what you said there is some truth to that but right now i feel you know maybe uh in the real world money sort of drives your happiness to some extent but and also there is a it is a conglomeration of different things right like mm. friends social circles your family exactly there are so many variable variables kind of acting on your happiness that money is one of those variables okay yeah it's not fair to prioritize these variables like you said you can't just say oh because of money i'm no like, no I'm no i'm happy no. and if money was there everything would be fine like fine my family situation would be fine yes like no it doesn't work that way i guess it's um, it, it, each uh, aspect plays a different role mm. like say if you're really unhappy about your money situation okay then maybe you can balance that out by say your social circle if you have a very good group yes. of friends you can yes, yes, yes. 100% 100% uh, if you have a very good supporting family then i don't see how money can be a problem at all like if you have 
family that loves you and you guys do the things together then money won't be a problem i feel money shouldn't make you unhappy it's not about uh, yeah i mean i agree with your point okay but that is a basic need right so you just mm. can't discard it completely yeah yes hmm you know personally what i feel is when the whole uh, first wave thing was going on mm-hmm. i'll i'll give you this uh, a contrast okay mm. uh juxtaposing wave 1 and wave 2 in wave 1 it was all about introspecting for me mm. personally it was all about introspecting and thinking doubting my decisions to be honest because so much so much is going on you know so many variables were just i don't know they weren't balanced properly so even though i was doing fine with my academics and college and all that there was so much introspecting going on mentally i was very occupied mm-hmm. and around i don't know 2020 or something i kind of eased up i kind of you know made peace with myself and mm-hmm. it kind of did help me and then comes wave 2 wave 2 was mentally i was pretty fine actually even though so much is going on right there is this inner bubble and outer bubble inner bubble i was pretty good my mental state was fine because like i told i made peace with myself and again i got so much time for myself i kind of fared well in academics mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, i started this initiative of podcasting so yeah it was sort of occurs and a boon you know and uh, i still remember we both used to like talk so much about films mm-hmm. you know that was like my way of coping yes coping up <laughs> that that is my coping mechanism you can yeah. call that i mean most of the people netflix mm-hmm. and chill was the thing mm-hmm. you know so yeah i used to watch a film and i used to call up and we used to discuss used to go down that lane and somewhere we did forget about what was happening outside and mm. kind of dealt into this other world mm. where problems are different and as a viewer i was happy you know because of the kind of films i was watching thanks to you and your recommendations actually mm. you know so i kind of came across the day lewis daniel day lewis oh yeah Which was that movie? Uh, In the name of the Father. Yes, it really was amazing. <laughs> yes, and I remember the night we we sat and spoke mm. for hours about it. And <laughs> you know, that was, that's that's brilliant fucking movie uh, about. Uh, yeah, but it sort of again deals with some similar, uh, I think. Uh, issue in the in the movie right so, uh, he gets arrested yes and he has to live because he uh, like i said uh, he daniel de lewis in the movie uh, i don't want to spoil anything no 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 uh, it's, the listeners yeah. mm. but he is in very bad terms with his dad right um, and then uh, the, he gets into the situation they get into the situation where they get arrested and he is an he is forced to live with his father yes who he hated Oh it kind of creates parallel to the real yeah. world right yeah. this this yeah. arrested development in your mind that's happening right yeah so but he was that sort of opened up like these layers that was hidden yeah like then he understood his father right because he 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 was forced to live with Uh, this person for so long yeah. and he knew no one else and only his father and at the end of the movie you can see that uh, he respected his father so much right in the end So uh, we were again like it draws parallel to the current situation that we we had to go through also right but honestly like for me uh, um, both my parents are working and it was very hard uh, to find time yeah, yeah we don't yeah. usually go out very often you know uh, it's very rare that we go out but uh, these times it was like um, we would get together play board games or play oh wow nice hmm which was it's it's nice it's it's a very nice feeling you know that uh, i thought uh, i could have found sooner um and that sort of tra- taught me again how to uh, interact with so these are the little things right that that make you happy it's not the larger contents but the small things that sort of um, make you happy and make you focus. see this drawing parallels was so uh, i don't know what to say man but that story is entirely different but we kind of can relate and you know yeah. films have that mm-hmm. power of mm-hmm. you know kind of t- 
touching you on a very subconscious level and you won't even know yeah yeah maybe in the film in mind that touches you subconscious that touched you subconsciously uh actually uh when i joined my college for the first time we used to have uh, film screenings every week okay okay and uh i watched the shining jack nicholson mm-hmm. and uh, one flew with the cuckoo's nest mm-hmm. amazing it was you know i really loved how you know uh mental health was portrayed how he's losing his mind you know it's it's like isolation how big the space is ha but still you feel so claustrophobic kind of. yeah exactly you know i i guess that uh, the way they kind of you know uh, what do you say portrayed was very nice and the way he becomes hostile in the end in the um, uh, shining yes yes ha ha what drives like <laughs> again again this is such a fantastic thing like right? he uh, in shining their put into this uh, the whole family exactly. put into this like oh situation. god i <laughs> <laughs> again it just drives him more crazy and crazy i think it was true for us also we were also going a little crazy <laughs> don't god, get me started ended up killing like, our yeah. family members but <laughs> okay yeah that was again uh, that sort of touched upon his yeah they didn't go out because of the blizzard again there is isolation yeah but again it, it it does different things to different people i guess the the jack nicholson was clearly a very uh, keen on murdering his wife and kids right i guess you know what you see uh, when the film started it was all about uh, you know socializing talking to people mm-hmm. he was fine when they moved into that place mm-hmm. this this side of him kind of surfaced up again mm-hmm. you know and it was like it was deep inside him for so long and now he's got so much time to kind of mm-hmm. be with himself mm-hmm. that kind of surfaced up again and oh you know, shit there is this uh, i don't know if you know this uh, do you know this youtube channel called vsauce yes vsauce michael right yeah, yeah. vsauce michael here mm, exactly so, <coughs> he uh, recently he made i think a year ago he made a uh, ha the video on uh, staying isolated for 3 days right 3 day, yeah. days 3 days 3 days yeah okay so he was isolated for a very long time but uh, he was trying to do an experiment and to see how that affects you mentally right and the thing that he noticed was uh, i think he was he was not sort of studying how isolation affects people's mind but more like how memories can be generated for, and how it affects people and uh, what he realized was the whole period he was isolated he, it was it was the longest he, even though it was like 3 days it yes, felt like yes, yes. so long for him because he was doing nothing Okay. It's But, only like basic amenities like food, yeah, water and nothing. Exactly. But when he looks back at it now, mm. when he's talking about it, it feels like like an hour or something because he did nothing for so long. There is no new memories being formed in his brain. Oh, so he, shit. It feels like going back in, you know. Yeah, he, when he thinks about it, it's like oh dude, oh it feels like 3 hours or 4 hours. But seriously, I can't believe I stayed there for like 3 days. It's similar to how say for example, when you go on a holiday yeah and, uh it's uh like like they say time flies when you're having fun so when you go on a holiday it's like even if it's like a week of a holiday it's just gone in like a yes a second yes yes, yes 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 like <laughs> that's oh, what shit, this whole isolation feels like when i look back at 2020 mm. 2020 is just gone even though i dude it's like it was a very uh like when you look back i could have done so many things right i could have oh shit i should have i could have picked up this thing i could have finished so many other books mm. i could have like watched so many series but yeah. what did i do <laughs> but yeah that's you feel I mean. you wasted your time sometimes i feel i wasted my time sometimes uh, i feel okay yeah i mean, I've, i've developed some useful skills and i worked on this mostly we had i had college also right mm. so i was doing that too i feel in, in terms of productivity i would rate myself at 7 and 1/2 because i actually watched good content hmm. you know hmm. uh, lost my weight That's so fine. yeah so much happened and coming back to this isolation experiment hmm. i would like to point out on one stuff hmm. when he was isolated and the whole thing was going on doctors were actually monitoring his vitals and he won't believe this biologically there was a change in hmm. change happening in a system hmm. okay isolation actually brought this change to michael you mean yes mm. it's not only like uh, what do you say okay. oh it's in my mind no uh, 
like physically also yes biologically there is so much going on in a system yeah there's actually change you know now i realize when uh humans started evolving there was nothing except themselves you know there is no entertainment and what did na- they do for entertainment nikhil <laughs> <laughs> now that's a story for another day <laughs> ியேட்டிங் a mode of communication you know you literally wanted a way that bridge to kind of say what you feel mm. right like how we're doing right now yes there was nothing like that and you you had to come up with something new mm. you know and th- that is crazy i don't know we just you know kind of went there and uh, have you watched silver linings playbook no you haven't no. It, should i watch it is it good it's it's very good it's very different okay bradley it's cooper. bradley cooper and jennifer lawrence hmm. where they uh, where bradley is going through this bipolar disorder okay hmm. even though he's got people with him you know pe- that people love him his family loves him hmm. but he kind of experiences this mental isolation okay, okay. Hmm. not exactly isolation but it's like he's got his own thing going on and he's always in his head you know so mm. he's experiencing that kind of isolation which cannot be you know uh, what do you say detected through external means mm. you have to tell it or yeah uh, you know kind of express it in your own way and he was expressing it through rage and he had to get counseling and all that so it's not only with the physical isolation you see here it's it's the mental isolation as well even i have experienced it personally you know even though i'm with a group of friends talking and all that in my mind i'm somewhere else only mm. right like right now not no not like right <laughs> now because uh, we are doing this <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you no yeah so it's more like you know you you are in your own space in your own zone thinking about your third world problems so i guess this mental isolation is something that any pandemic cannot solve that is true that is true yeah did you experience something like that mental isolation it's i mean uh, everyone experiences it at some level irrespective of pandemic or not everyone's going through some demons that they have to fight right yes uh that's it's an everyday thing you will you you learn to live with it you learn to cope with it you learn to um you know uh, work around it i guess uh, do you think we create these demons on our own Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but it's uh it's all about how you perceive things, how you look at stuff. Okay. How you understand things. Mm. And it, it, there's so many factors, right? That not just you, right? Can be Again, it's um, introspection is important, and when it comes to all these, so, say you're having uh, anxiety or mm. very uh, negative thoughts about some things, it is important to sort of identify uh, where these things are stemming from. But also, it is also important that you reach out to someone that you. You know, one of the best films I've watched it in introspection about introspection and all that. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the name. KGF. Okay. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you all the KGF fans but Nikhil hates KGF. Hey! <laughs> It's out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry Nikhil. Even you hate. Come on, we watched no, it. I fan. actually love KGF. Oh please. Dude, yeah. KGF is probably like the top 10 movies on my list. <laughs> What? No, I'm not kidding. It's there. It's uh, it's, it's, uh, okay. it's okay. Okay, fine. But uh you know Jared Leto, Leto, right? Yeah. Jared Leto. <laughs> he he has done this film where uh he's he's in hibernation okay and yeah. he's kind of uh, uh trying to again introspect and we can see his mental state where he's thinking about how my life could have turned out mm. if this happened in this way or if these variables kind of fell into place my life would have been something else you yeah. know uh, what is that film's name mr nobody yes oh shit mm-hmm. yeah it's mr nobody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's also about uh, yeah. you know introspection and Hmm. Do you feel uh, 
Truman Show is somewhere along these lines of uh, I don't know Truman isolation Show. or putting you in a bubble or something. <laughs> Truman Show, I guess it's a different uh isolation. I don't I won't say Please I, don't say Truman Show is like Big Boss. I'll leave this. Place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no way. <laughs> That's how you explained. Like uh did you watch Truman Show? I was like no. It's like Big Boss. <laughs> Oh, I'll watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what do you what do you think about you know about Truman Show? Truman yeah, Show, it's a it's ah uh, I can't I'm not able to draw parallels to uh, isolation or introspection, but um, I guess betrayal. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, taking advantage of people's emotions. Mm. Uh, fake people. Uh, I guess in a way it's like that when you look at it in a abstract concept then I think we're all living in a world of Truman show and shows like we all are in our own show something yeah. like that and like uh, I don't know fake people or hmm. uh, people are not what they seem to be you feel like that not always right it, it's just different people again it's not every, i don't feel like oh my parents are fake no <laughs> because <laughs> truman show his parents were fake yeah right? yeah all his friends were every damn thing was yeah, fake it was all scripted know. and uh, uh, that must have felt very terrible for uh, mr truman when he got out of it finally and hopefully he's having a better life now you know just imagine <laughs> man if something like that happens you know in a in a real time isn't it happening Big Boss. <laughs> Again, we are like you know, going there, but uh, yeah. So, what movies are you watching these days? You know what? Actually, I'm not watching movies because uh, you know we both used to like watch animes from childhood, right? <laughs> so I've I've kind of uh, you know started watching anime one after the other, literally mm. binge watching one after the other. You're living the life, Nikhil. <laughs> I hope so because. It it's pretty good actually. I watched One Punch Man and uh, mm. um I watched Jujutsu Kaisen. It was mm. pretty good actually. Mm. You know, so you know, I'm kind of in that mood right now. Not I've I haven't watched or even discovered new movies or there are so many classics that I haven't watched, okay, but it's on your list. <laughs> yes, but as of now I'm in this whole anime space and uh, I'll be here for a while I guess. I don't know, but mm. It's been a while man almost like 2 3 weeks I haven't watched films at all. See. But you know how what kind of impact anime is creating right? Impact okay. Or okay, okay the uh, the fan impact? base that anime has. Okay. Um what do you mean impact it's creating? Uh impact, impact in terms of uh, see uh, storytelling okay. art and uh, this a uh, loyal following including me and you right okay um okay let's not have one general which anime has like the most impact for you for me i love naruto because i know it's it's too much of fillers and episodes but it's so detailed and every character represents one spectrum of emotion okay like sasuke is all about revenge mm. naruto is all about love mm. right ambition yeah ambition and all that so it's they represent one form of emotion mm-hmm. and dive so deep into it and these emotions when they kind of collide with each other this amalgamation of all this that is, is very true. nice yeah i guess they've taken their own time to kind of mm-hmm. kind of you know explore and i and i like the detailing you know i <laughs> i remember you know we used to watch naruto together in yes school. in school and yeah i would finish school as soon as school would uh, finish, <laughs> run home so that i could catch one episode of shippuden and then we would talk about it the next day yeah i was i think probably the best ever for me from uh, naruto but yeah it it it, it does uh, i think the characters do resonate with you in some level i guess when you, when you're a kid and you're watching these people uh, because uh, all these uh, uh anime characters are ridiculously ambitious and uh, they can they do whatever to like achieve their goals and, hmm. uh, there is some truth to that in real life too yeah i mean uh, like you told i accept the fact about ridiculous ambitions okay that's <laughs> true in a way but i like that determination and uh, 
the music the kind of music they have oh it can beat feature films any day <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i try to remember i used to uh, uh, i could sing most of the naruto uh, opening songs are you serious so good. oh shit okay i listen to them constantly on youtube but yeah i know what you mean when you say they are very good uh, what's your favorite songs? anime my favorite anime ah uh, Ah, favorite anime. I stopped watching anime, and uh, I know you've been busy, but in general, in general, uh, general till date, say, that's like the pinnacle of anime. If I would say, there's so many, right? I would say Dragon Ball because again, like we've all grown up on oh, watching Dragon yeah, Ball, yeah. And Pokemon, and mm. uh, all those mons that were that Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you're asking me uh, in terms of Uh, anime that has been that I've really enjoyed watching is there's an anime called Tatami Galaxy and it's a very short series uh, it's about uh, what's your favorite it's my favorite so far like you know how you have favorite song even though you watched full metal alchemist brotherhood and all oh, that forgot about full metal that's what i was thinking you know oh my god yes i i really love full metal alchemist but yeah uh, again those things are how do you put this those are Your quintessential anime series that you have to watch, right? Bleach, mm. Naruto, Grand Ball. Bleach was disappointing. I hated Bleach. Dude, I'll, I'll kill you because I really love Bleach. I hate Bleach. Dude, I love Bleach. Okay. You know the the problem with <laughs> off my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's mine, but uh-huh. the problem with uh, Bleach was in the anime. The characters weren't fleshed out at all. That I felt I feel so bad because mm. there are so many amazing characters and they really didn't do anything with it. See what happened was it is so uh, what do you yeah, say dilute right I know what you mean See I I know what you mean so what happened was the author hmm. bleach okay uh, he uh, he uh, you know shonen jump the whole manga industry is a huge yes uh, yes it's yes. so much politics so yeah. much so much of bullshit happening uh, all the time bullshit uh, happens everywhere so this guy he was sort of put some restraints on his creative freedom while he was writing by the publishers and the editors okay so he wasn't able to sort of i guess there was no job satisfaction per se and uh, he ended up like that's why the pay later on i've read the manga mm. and later on the chapters sort of get, start getting very dull because he stopped giving a shit pretty much and the, anim- the manga just ended very abruptly and the that anime- is why i don't like bleach Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was anticipating so much when the characters got introduced. Yeah. I was into the uh, show. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, telling I hate it outright. You know, but I was expecting and nothing happened. Literally, nothing happened, and the <laughs> end was so disappointing. I, I was expecting characters to do something because that is the kind of hype they gave. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but like I guess I'm happy for the author because in the end of the day, mm. he finished the manga and now he's a tailor. because wow. apparently he always wanted to be a tailor now he's okay. doing what he loves so i guess in a way it's a win for him he doesn't uh, maybe he doesn't have to suffer that uh, wrath where all the uh, people from the upper class sort of push him down and push his creativity down i guess but, yeah because i can sort of relate to when uh, his okay uh, you know like your creative freedom being oppressed and mm. that 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 doesn't give you satisfaction at all because i'm from like a Like a creative field and yes when you do no, you do experience operation there yeah when you don't get all the time every second like because when you when you don't get to express your um uh whatever like your creativity then mm. uh, it's it's very uh, sad and it, very it kind uh, of takes a toll on your uh, you know uh, what do you say workplace and Yeah, uh, workplace. Yeah, it's see. Uh, Guru it's, hates his workplace. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's not true. But uh, mm-hmm. how do you put this? It, it's true for any creative profession. Okay, so um, uh, say for example, you're doing a podcast, right? It's yep. a, you're trying to express um, mm. yourself. Uh, say someone else comes and tells you, "Do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do this," because that's what they think is right and wrong. And then uh, that uh, that won't make. make you feel very good right you want uh see in terms of opinions i would like to say give your opinions hmm. i'm welcome to opinions constructive criticism and all True. that but you know don't bombard your opinions that will kind of fuck me up because hmm. 
end of the day it's my space yeah. i am welcome to you know suggestions but don't bombard it on me and make it toxic hmm. you know that's See, what i feel i want to uh, i want to ask you this like now that you're doing this podcast how has it uh, like how how do you find this how do you find this in terms of uh, how do you find this as a medium for expressing yourself like how do you see it in a long run uh, see uh, personally i feel i am doing this podcast for you know my uh, what do you say one satisfaction another thing is i like you know having conversations mm-hmm. so when i when i do it on a very serious level like podcast i can you know kind of i have to present it to the people so inevitably i ha- i get the seriousness okay and when i talk to different people like every week or whenever i get time it's like i'm opening these doors inside my mind that was lo- closed before you know that's why my theme of the podcast is your perception of happiness in a way it's like a sociological experiment you know because i'm trying to understand you understand uh one human being at a time you know in, in this whole haystack right so it's it's that's how i see it basically you know it's all about understanding uh, your perception what you think and how does it differ from the rest so that if when viewers hear it you know they'll be like oh okay they they work in this way and that's okay you know there is a norm in the system that needs to be broken this chain you know of this is how we have to be this is how you have to think or look like you know it's it's always been this barriers in every damn step so i feel if people kind of listen to this they do understand uh, you know other shades of your mental health and they'll be like okay you know that's how they think so that's why i'm doing my podcast interesting yeah and uh, you know fun fact daniel delu is retired right okay. from he quit acting mm-hmm. and now he's a shoemaker because he always wanted to be a shoemaker uh, doing what you love right yes everyone's doing what yeah even though he is a legend he quit everything went to this master shoemaker and he learned how to make shoes like handmade Hmm. and that really gives him joy hmm that is true see uh, doing what you love honestly if you're not doing what you love then uh, i i guess you're in the wrong profession i i, I don't want to say this but it's true if you don't like your work hmm if you don't like what you're doing yes it is it can be reflected in your uh, results results your your work that you do so i guess picking up stuff that you like is what it is Yeah so what books are you reading right now because i know you're an avid reader and you always carry a novel or something wherever you go mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know uh, i want to say this i didn't have any habit of reading books because of you i started reading books in school because <laughs> you used to suggest uh, novels we used to go to the library oh this is good that is good i was not that person at all mm. me you and couple of others we used to go just flip through the encyclopedia <laughs> <laughs> you know the best part is we used to go through guinness world record like oh shit look at this you know or like really fancy book covers i guess uh, yeah or magazines and newspaper or just uh, what was the name what was the librarian's name reni ma reni ma <laughs> just go talk to her <laughs> this mess around the library but yeah i miss those days when we used to uh, read the description in the back mm. and then decide should we read it or not <laughs> yeah but i have to tell you know uh, you have played a major influence in uh, uh, reading books and anime everything it is like used to suggest us watch it's like give me guru you know let's just give me guru yes exploring <laughs> content Th- that is like mm-hmm. is very nice nice of you to say i guess like, what have you been reading what are you reading these days um not much again uh, mm. i used to read a lot um right now i'm reading this book called uh, uh uh someone who will love you in all your damaged glory 
Damn. The mouth. You have issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a nice book. I don't know if you, if you know. There's a show called Bojack Horseman. Oh yeah, it's pretty yeah, popular. So the director Netflix of that show, show, he wrote a book, and uh, it's a really nice book, and I'm really enjoying uh, reading it because it's it's slice of life. I I don't know why I I used to read, uh, uh, you know, f- like fantasy stuff. Um, mm. I think you remember. Oh, like, Beast you, Quest Beast was Quest. a thing you discovered. <laughs> yes, and like a lot of these fiction type things, I I, I still do enjoy those. But uh, right now, these days, I'm getting into these slice of life, you know, slow. moving books slow burn like, yeah slow burn and um comics also i think there's this one uh, um artist called adrian brody um uh, adrian brody yeah okay i don't know sorry not adrian brody sorry uh, adrian tomain okay adrian what is what is it he's an yeah. actor adrian brody is the actor adrian tomain is the writer okay but yeah so it's it's these books about you know uh, relationships with your Not once a relationship with your family, mm. or a relationship with yourself. Mm. So it's uh, discovering yourself. So it's these really nice autobiographical type okay. novels, and I think I'm really enjoying reading those because I guess maybe I find myself like a part of myself in these mm. uh, stories. I guess uh, it's nice. It's nice to relate to these um, slice of life type books. Okay, yeah, that's what I've been reading. You know the last book I read about relationships, mm. Five Points Someone from Chetan Bhagat. <laughs> Dude, what? I'm serious. I, you know, I'm not talking about those types of books, but okay, yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I did read two states up to an extent, but re- you know, viewers will be like, oh shit, oh what are they talking about? But bro, Chetan Bhagat, if you're reading, then uh, this conversation is over, bro. <laughs> I know, but. that's a fact you know i'm not uh, afraid of uh, concealing it because of uh, viewership but yeah, yeah. i'm serious you know mm-hmm. in I terms know, of even i used to read yeah in terms of relationship uh, that's the last book i read ah. and in i was more into thrillers if you know like i used to ask you the synopsis and then get the book hmm. okay so <laughs> i don't even remember the last book i read it was good but i don't remember the name is probably the one i gave you Is yeah that? all the novels is <laughs> what you give and i read you know so it's like uh, yeah and you give me that uh, graphic novel also which is that uh, shadow legends no <laughs> the one which uh, uh, what do you say all you need is skill yes all you need uh, to do is skill or whatever you wrote death note uh, oh death note's uh, creator yeah, that is yeah. Yeah. oh i think made a movie alwa edge, edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow yeah <laughs> tom cruise yeah I didn't know it was uh, incorporated through this. Yeah, it was. It was actually a novel first, right? Uh, it was a novel first, and then they uh, made it into a graphic novel. Oh, novel then? Yeah, it was a Japanese novel actually. Okay. Shots. I think it was a short novel. I don't know what it's called. Light novels. Okay. And then uh, they made it into a. These guys uh, adapted it into a, mm. a a comic book, and then after a manga, it's, uh, it was a feature film. It's a movie. But yeah. I'll give you this, okay? Uh, manga to feature film is a very bad idea but these guys cracked the formula like no one i don't think like it will happen again yes what yes i did like edge of tomorrow i loved edge of tomorrow uh why well, obviously because of the star cast and see i'll be honest with you i didn't know it was an adaptation right so when i saw the film i was like wow because then, of the concept right yes, the whole yeah exactly exactly thing. but it's not new right you there was uh, there was similar concepts done i i feel like the, that whole groundhog day sort of a thing i've made a f- short film on time looping oh yeah yes what i did i have made yes uh, it was a part of my college project and uh, we had to make a short film so i made the short film on uh, uh, time loop okay. uh, you know it was good okay it was decent was but it? but my teachers didn't like it <laughs> or oh, the critics yeah they didn't like it Why because like? uh one is time constraints we didn't have much time to shoot and uh my dad got covid okay so he got hospitalized and so much is happening mm-hmm. so that's why we didn't kind of Come, like give your full you mean yeah we, i had my own thing going on right so but yeah i have done a film on uh, time loop and all that but edge of tomorrow any day i can sit and watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This no, a manga adaptations. I have to rant about it. Death Note. <laughs> What did they do? Oh, dude, that's some kachada film, dude. <laughs> I know. 
the what is that guy's name? That the guy who plays L. I don't know. That, I don't know the actor's name, but that guy is so crazy. So what happened was that guy. Uh, I don't know. I forgot his name. Uh, so what he did for all these American cast. American. I'm talking about the American the yeah. Netflix uh, Death Note movie. So the guy who plays L. He's a uh, he when they do interviews for the movie. He was in character the whole time. Are you serious? Yeah, he, used, he would sit like this. He would wear oh. hoodie, and he would be so cringy that the, when the interview, the interviewer is like, uh, uh, "Can you tell us about some, some, some?" some? He, he asks some question, okay, and this guy just puts his foot on his like face, and then he's like very, he's in that character, that L character, but he's being very cringy and yeah. so disgusting to watch. But yeah, the, the movie itself was like really disgusting. There was an ad- another adaptation that we would like to forget. Two more actually, Full Metal. Oh shit! Full metal alchemist and Attack on yeah. Titan, <laughs> and uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> It was an evolution of bad films, you know. <laughs> dude, I, I, I can watch the room again, but not. Uh, <laughs> dude, genuinely, I was. I'm being honest, okay. But I actually like Dragon Ball. Evolution. Are you serious? Dude, I was a kid, okay. Oh my god! I think god. we watched it together. See, back then we were. Only thing we would watch is like Dragon Ball Z and that. We used to draw and yeah. oh so my I, god! I was so excited when the movie came out. I just watched it. I actually thought it was really nice. But I, I guess now when you look back, it's just so disgustingly bad that we would all love to forget it. It's a milestone in bad films. Mm-hmm. Not like the room. The room is some. It's it's got this cult following where you want to watch it again and again, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know how it worked out like that. <laughs> I really don't understand, but it's so funny, you know. It's so bad that you want to watch it again. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> yeah, in, in that way, the creator has hmm. etched his name in film history. What do you think is a movie that is so bad? Hmm. It's good. Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> bro, but it's family, bro. That's a funny part. You gotta fuck with family like this. Or uh, Transformers. Trans- no. Guilty yeah. pleasure, you know. What is there in that? Just watch it. Okay, guilty pleasure movies you're talking. About. Again, again, it comes under the part where you are asking me if they are so bad that it's good. Yeah, yeah. No, no, so Fast bad. and Furious, hands down, Fast and Furious. You know when I'm Fast bored, and, and not bad. See, I know you are into family and all that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll tell you. It's like when I'm bored, I want to watch an action flick because it's mindless and you can just watch it. Okay, yeah, that's when I kind of catch up with Fast and Furious. Usually, I watch Part Seven where Paul Walker's last. I guess they should have stopped it right there, but obviously not. They have to make money, no? Money, dude. They mint money. They don't make money. Yeah, Paul Walker's gone. It's fine. Somewhere they'll bring new Paul Walkers. Somewhere I feel Marvel is also that only making money. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean the revenue model is the best. They have thought through it, like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I was telling you know, uh, Marvel's revenue model is good. They have, they have thought through uh, you know how to make money, how to kind of create this universe and all that. But I feel their films are very you know. disposable disposable i'm sorry mm. disposable you know because it's like one canvas different paints okay mm. and some somewhere i feel martin scorsese is right on what he told what did he say that uh, marvel movies are not movies <laughs> i agree okay uh, up to a certain extent yes i do i'm sorry i i grew up these with these films i watched most of them in theaters but now in retrospect i feel like they it is more like a revenue model than you know mm. honestly making superhero films okay. that's what i feel you know mm, but don't you feel there is some sort of an artistic creativity somewhere only a uh, handful of movies to be honest or is no 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 it's it's kind of boring you know uh, you know james gunn who did guardians of the galaxy yeah. yes he kind of recently He kind of recently kind of you know accepted that uh, you know m- superhero films in general are boring nowadays. Okay, mm, I I agree with that. Okay, see, I do agree with it, but I am a sucker for Marvel movies. Okay, <laughs> I am sorry, Nikhil, but this is 
okay I, yeah, i mean i appreciate your uh, opinion but that's how i feel um, it, see i they i think they're fucking smart they're smart i fucking agree they're damn smart only with respect to uh, you know making money and the way they produce films Huh. how they schedule True. their films and how they mm-hmm. have to kind of you know keep these audience hooked up engaged yeah. engaged yeah so that's what i feel you know but artistic creativity it's like you know what i'll tell you you know mannequins in a shop mm. you just put different clothes right mm. marvel is that only <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah 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 so dude superhero movies are that it's but uh, i like these uh, different uh, like i think the ones that are different stand out ha huh. okay i i know super saturated right marvel dc yes, i know yes, what yes, the yes, fuck yes. like so many uh, but uh, you know you know the uh, amazon prime tv show uh, the boys i've heard of it i want to watch it yeah it's a good show it's it's again it's a superhero movie like oh i'm like oh it's a, it's another mm. superhero tv show but it's not it's completely different and i really enjoyed watching that so i feel um Uh, they're kind of taking this mantle of you know superhero movies, but people who try to try to make something different mm. or engaging or something that is catchy, then those are the ones that stand out, and they actually are genuinely uh, good. You know, not just fan service sort of. Uh, you know what? I'll give you another example of good superhero series. Uh, you know, Invincible in Amazon Prime. Oh yes, yes, yes. Amazing! Yes, yes. It's animated. Yes, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I haven't seen it, but I I have to watch it. Yeah. It's very you nice. It's very it. nice. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, that doesn't look like fan service. It's storytelling. There is brutality and true. yeah. Again, Marvel movies are like these rides. You know. <laughs> I mean, Marvel again. In Marvel is huge. They're they're part of Disney now, and they're part now. And and again, they have to sort of um, cater to the wider audience, and it's. See, they're doing it right. They have the formula right, but it's it's too late now. I'm already hooked. I I don't care what they if if it's shit or not. I, I you I, know I, like I started watching these shows and they're so volatile. I don't get emotionally attached at all. True, yeah, that is you're not supposed to get emotionally attached to these shows. No, whatever it is, man, it's so. I mean, I'm disappointed when I saw the Avengers. Mm. I was so happy, but now it's like. Mm, Actually, I was not happy with the end game. To be honest, are you kidding me? No, oh. my favorite film is uh, <laughs> Civil War because they have kind of explored internal conflict true, true. in a very good way. You know, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like you know. Yeah, end game was not like. Uh, oh. I t- see there there they can't make Marvel movies as a some sort of. a niche art house film okay. you know what that's that's the misconception you can make it as a art house and be as real as possible it won't give you commercial success no one's going to watch it i'm not going to go no no i guess with good uh, what do you say a starred star cast with an ensemble cast i guess you can nail it you can still nail it what do you think uh, you know disney is doing with star wars they bought star wars they're kind of again hatching these eggs dude, star like wars is going to shit dude star wars shit shit yeah exactly they have done so many series so many films are coming up because they bought it for 4 billion dollars and they want to kind of you know get that money back and star wars is like i'll tell you it's, it's like a golden hen okay hmm. you can never fail with respect to money I'll be very honest with yeah. that. Rise of Skywalker is like the worst film ever, but still it did good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, Star Wars. But I really enjoyed the Mandalorian. It was so much fun. Mm, I haven't seen it. It's beautiful. The production design is top notch. Mm. So would you consider the Mandalorian how do you, how would you how would you That's the only good thing in Star Wars right now. <laughs> how do you compare Mandalorian's to like say Marvel uh, Avengers uh, in terms of uh, because it's it's almost the same thing you have you have cgi characters you, you mean marvel characters. tv shows to mandalorian like the whole star wars compare because you're talking about how the mandalorian is good how how, how what, what do you mean good uh, good with respect to uh, you know the way they hit emotional beats is so on point okay i really liked it there are so many uh, emotions in avengers end game too because Uh, when uh, when uh, I know it's the end of everything and all yeah, that. When Captain America lifts Thor's hammer, I was so emotional, 
and happy at the moment <laughs> okay yeah, but yeah you know what i mean right? there's so many uh, emotions in terms of that too but uh, like you said i don't they don't explore it that much because that's not the point of that movie right the point of the movie is yeah fan service point of the whatever they're doing in the marvels is for the fans and you know i, I get all that man but still i feel mandalorian was good hmm. compared to other marvel tv shows hmm. i would i would you know go for this okay what compared to you is some movie hmm that according to you everyone should watch everyone should watch i guess uh, 2001 yeah 2001 a space odyssey is very good actually why it's uh, first of all it's tandy kubrick and uh, i'll tell you the film released around uh, the late 60s mm. and that was the time when westerns used to happen westerns was a thing in 60s and late 60s to early 70s you know in that time uh, frame something like 2001 comes and till date you know people study that film un- in universities in uh, film festivals you know everywhere and i've watched the film like uh, two or three times but still i'm hooked to the whole idea and i still don't understand so many things the monolith and all that i feel it's it's beyond i i feel that is art hmm. keeping the viewers sort of uh, thinking guessing yes starting a conversation yeah it kind of creates this discourse hmm. and that's beautiful that's what i feel but uh, like now you talk about uh, 2001 space odyssey right i like what you said is right uh, in terms of um, artistic expression i think sandy kubrick did a wonderful job but also in terms of technological advancement say in like movies i think 2001 has been a very great uh, uh, it has it can film. still surpass any film any space exploration film even though they have the best technology at their disposal right now you know i think uh, 2001 is like this crown jewel you know i, I love that film so much i can i think you were talk i think recently you were talking about the movie and, and then you said how uh, the science fiction sort of predates the actual uh science itself yeah and you know what this it's like art enables you to bring your imagination to life right mm-hmm. that's what film has been uh, you know doing paintings yes mm-hmm. it's like what is going on in your mind you put it out there okay. like van gogh's starry nights or whatever or mona lisa or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that's what you know action uh, sorry uh, science fiction films are doing you know they have this imagination of how they want a spaceship to be they'll execute that okay. i'll give you a best example when 2001 came they came up with this idea of automated doors in the late 60s that was a concept they thought okay what if this spaceship had automated doors mm-hmm. now that is imagination and they're trying to execute it through their form of art okay okay when when it's happening happening in motion picture it's like wow what what is this back then there were there were no automated doors but see now mm. even in a fucking supermarket there is an automated door <laughs> back to the future yes they yes. have the, these power laces or whatever mm. oh yes yes they yes, have yes, yes. they've executed it uh, uh, uh. so at the science fiction sort of drives like uh, in, in back to the future they were talking about i think there was a huge um, um the first the second movie back to the future 2 mm. he goes to the future uh, he go, he comes to 2015 <laughs> okay. yeah yeah, yeah you know 2015 is like, yeah, like 2015 <laughs> and he has these self lacing shoes and hoverboards and yeah, yeah. these uh, these 3d holograms and and everybody was so expectant of that thing to happen in 2015 yeah. they made this this should happen that should happen and i think um, they kind of nailed down a lot of those so, you know but i think flying cars are still a thing Recently, I think uh, a company came up with flying cars. Huh. I'm, I, I'm not sure, sure. But oh, yeah. that film! You know, using uh, waste, the car runs. <laughs> oh yes, my yes, yes. god! He, throw, he throws banana peels and soda cans or whatnot. You know, so the, the uh, real biofuel. And the best, uh, you know, part I've come across is Kip Thorne getting a Nobel Prize after making Interstellar. 
he could prove his theory on black holes because the film executed what was in his mind yeah, he, they visualized as like yeah animals. this is like the perfect marriage of art and science he could execute it to the minutest of details visually through interstellar and he got a fucking nobel prize it's 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 great to draw parallels between uh, uh, technological yeah i mean this is implementation is beautiful you films, know right? that's why i feel humans are amazing in general because we are kind of spitting all these uh, ideas in our mind into real life through motion picture or painting or whatever and that kind of gives you an inspiration to do something else which will make our lives easy what more do you want right mm. i guess that's been a uh, uh, thank you guys thank you for listening i will see you guys next time on the next podcast well that's been a very interesting conversation guru because we kind of touched upon so many topics and drawing so many parallels oh yes i i really enjoyed it i think we should uh, i would come back thank you so much i feel that that itself is a form of compliment and uh, we'll be ending here thank you so much guru and thank you. again thank you, you know yeah signing off bye bye